93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. This city is my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad that you have tuned in. Very pleased to welcome Stacy Button, who is the, uh, uh, she is the president of Columbia's Regional Economic Development, and she's got some other responsibilities for the city, so we'll talk about that. But Stacy, great to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, tell us your different titles for the city. You are director, president of economic development. Correct. Correct. President of Ready. Ready. Uh-huh. Okay. And then you also play a very important role with our airport. I do. So I'm also the economic development director for the city of Columbia, and um, within that falls the airport. Okay. Yeah. Very good. A lot of exciting news. uh, But I think that before we get into some of the the new stuff that's happening, Mm -hmm. uh, just remind our listeners a little bit about, uh, I think you were last on in July. Remind our listeners about your background, where you Mm -hmm. came from, and how you ended up in Columbia. Yeah. Great question. (laughs) Asked that often. Um, (laughs) But actually, come January, I will have been here eight years. So that's amazing. It really is. Time flies. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, my both my parents actually are from Missouri. I've got quite a bit of family around the state, and um, they went to William Jewell College and uh, both teachers, and so they got jobs in Arizona. And I happen to be born in Arizona, so I yeah. grew up there. And uh, uh, basically, let's see, went to school at Northern Arizona University. And from there, worked about 30 years in northern Arizona in tourism, economic development, and airports. Yeah, very good. So you've got that good background. I do. I had no idea that your parents went to Billy Jewell Baptist College. Uh, (laughs) I I grew up in the shadow of William Jewell and uh, just a few blocks away. And and, uh, so uh, that's – now, what part of Missouri did they grow up in? So – my father actually was born in Monroe City. Okay. And uh, granddad, all the generations past, we've had farms in that area for a yeah. long time. My mom was born in Columbia and grew up in Mexico. Wow. And okay. I've got family in Hartsburg and Fayette and Sedalia and Warrensburg. And, that's amazing. So yeah. you've got uh, some deep ties here. That's, <laughs> we do. Yeah, that's great. Well, I want to uh, just talk about one of your responsibilities, and mm-hmm. that is uh, overseeing the uh, Columbia Regional Airport, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, very recently celebrated a grand opening. Yes. Uh, uh, and that was um, uh, that was a long time coming, wasn't it? It was yeah. about five and a half years. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a lot of work. And tell us a little bit about just sort of the early impressions. Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from travelers? Amazing feedback! Yeah. It is so exciting. Um, all of the posts and comments online and honestly phone calls emails just everything that's coming in yeah um i've been out at the airport almost daily since the opening oh, wow um and uh just seeing the passengers faces you know when they um walk into the main public side of it super excited about the expanse and just the room and then once they get onto the secure side having gone through um tsa mm-hmm. um 
just all the space that we have. Um, I actually get to say we have a concourse yeah. now, which is like a new term for Columbia <laughs> yeah. Regional. Yeah. Um, but uh, just the time that they're able to spend, um, you know, at the different gates, waiting for their flights. And then, yeah. of course, when they come through on the passenger boarding bridges, I think that's one of the most exciting yeah. uh, opportunities. Yeah. So. It's a great first impression. It is. It uh, really About is. our city. And I think Huge that, difference. you know, the uh, the old airport was very uh, utilitarian, but it, Good word. but it really didn't give a great first impression of, of Columbia, yeah. uh, kind of an up-to-date city. And and uh, what I, I guess I've lost track. What are the dining options out there? Have have any, has anything evolved out there for for restaurants or? So we are actually still in negotiations with the restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't have any announcements for you mm-hmm. today, but um, we are working on that aspect. So that is the one piece that I have to say is coming soon. Yeah. Um, and that will be a restaurant and bar. Yeah. Um, and it will have access on both the land side as well as the air oh, side. Good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be good stuff coming. But yeah, that's a tough. Um, it's tough to figure out a business plan for when you have sort of what I would call limited traffic. You know, it's very restricted. And, yeah. and so, uh, but uh, hopefully something will work out soon there. But yeah. uh, any other features? Uh, I guess the, the jet bridges are giving you, you're probably getting good res- yes. re- <laughs> uh, comments about that as well. Yeah, super exciting. Like I said, um, whether they're boarding or, um, you know, arriving into COU, um, I think the access uh, through the boarding bridges is, is certainly really, really exciting. No longer have to walk, you know, outside in inclement weather, which yeah. is definitely um an issue this time of year for sure yeah so are, are there um parking is always something mm-hmm. that people like to talk about when yeah. they talk about the airport uh how has part how has the parking configuration changed uh, any improvements there anything that you've seen that uh, uh is uh really noticeably different absolutely um if anyone has been out there in the last couple of weeks they'll notice that we are um under construction with a new parking lot okay um and it's just slightly below the elevation of the new terminal Mm -hmm. um and that will add 93 new spaces wow so we expect that to be open here in the coming weeks so is that first come first served is it okay (laughs) uh, uh, they're not all handicapped spots right no they're not no (laughs) there is designated yeah uh designated (laughs) spots for that but um, yeah, so um, first come first serve, of course, and yeah. no charge for parking. Yeah, um, we're also going to be doing improvements on the other lots as well. That's part of our next phase. Yeah, um, so um, we will get the rest of the lots over time um, asphalted and and. Uh, actual spots marked for that so hopefully we'll have a a better configuration of the parking did the funding sources pan out the way you hoped i know that the uh uh, there's a hotel tax that was voter approved that i think turned out to be probably one of the largest Mm -hmm. pieces of the funding but uh, everything else kind of fall into place that's always the tricky part is getting the money for these big projects yeah absolutely so um this first phase of the project the actual uh terminal building that was 23 million yeah um, Which is pretty cheap for an airport. It is. I have to say, we did we did well. I think with those yeah. dollars, but um, it was split not quite fifty fifty. So ten point eight million came through CARES Act. Okay. Um, with the onset of the pandemic, uh, we were able to utilize those funds for um, part of the construction costs, and then the other twelve point two was bonded again through the mm-hmm. hotel tax that you mentioned yeah. and um, PFCs, passenger facility charges. Oh, okay, very so. good. Did the state mm-hmm. end up poning up anything for the airport, or is that uh... not for the terminal okay. specifically? All but right. um, they put their funds more into the roads, surrounding and, infrastructure. Yeah, 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 that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, well, that's good. Um, so. 
when we, uh, of course, you know, we're very impatient now that we have a brand new uh, sparkling airport. Yeah. Uh, any any thoughts? I know that there's still so much turmoil in the in the airline industry, mm-hmm. so it's maybe a ridiculous question. But no. but what about Charlotte? What about some yeah. of these additional uh, routes? Is that something that is still being discussed? Absolutely, absolutely. We received that. Um Grant actually from DOT mm-hmm. um, for the Charlotte route, which um, American fully supported uh, and um, indicated, you know, through their letter of support that they would provide twice daily service to Charlotte. Yeah. That is absolutely still on the table. We continue to talk with American about that. They are trying to stabilize some of their other markets before adding mm-hmm. Charlotte in. Um, but uh, we fully expect that to happen. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we've talked in the past about United. They're definitely um, extremely interested in coming back. Mm. We don't have a specific timetable at this point. Are we going to let them come back? So, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You're, you're so forgiving. Um <laughs> uh, but uh definitely continue um all conversations with with all the airlines. Um I most recently what uh, met with five airlines. It was probably 3 weeks ago. Wow. Had some great conversations with them. We are um looking at what's called ultra low fare carriers. Mm-hmm. Um uh, to talk about leisure markets and what potential destinations make the most sense out yeah. of COU. So those have been very, very strong conversations. Those are like uh, the airlines, like, like Allegiant, who will correct. like what twice a week fly to mm-hmm. Orlando correct. or something like yeah. that. And so, yeah, yeah. Allegiant, um, Avello, uh, Spirit, JetBlue, um, wow. any of those types of low fare carriers. Yeah. Um, because I think the addition of a leisure destination makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. American, um, um, again, they've got great routes um, for us with uh, Chicago and Dallas, Fort Worth, and yeah. um, you know, so getting some additional leisure markets makes sense. And again, bringing back that western um, uh, route for us, whether that be United or someone else that might want to come in. Yeah, so. have the uh, I mean, so much has changed since the pandemic uh, mm-hmm. set in. But uh, have the destinations, uh, you know, the highest, the most traveled to destinations, has that changed mm-hmm. at all for Columbia? It really hasn't. Um, the same markets continue to bubble up, uh, you know, uh, by the airlines in terms of interest. Um, you mentioned Orlando. That's mm-hmm. certainly one. Las Vegas. Uh, Phoenix is a very strong market yeah. for us as well. Um, Charlotte, of course. And, um, you know, any uh, connecting points yeah. from those yeah. locations make a lot of sense. Uh, do most of those destinations have major hubs? I mean, are, are they the uh-huh. kind of people that would it be a direct flight from Columbia or would you typically see us stopping in another city? No, those are um, the primary markets. Again, our major markets that uh, in talking with the airlines seem to make a lot of sense yeah. uh, to look at for us as far as a direct flight goes. So um, I've got more meetings coming up at the end of January. So we really are um, staying in, in touch with the airlines yeah. on a very regular And now you've got a pretty good story to tell. So we do. I mean, not only <laughs> employments, but I think that, um, you know, just being able to show pictures of the new facility. Mm-hmm. And, and I would guess that yeah. airlines probably looked at our old facility and said, yeah, call us when you grow up, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But uh, anyway, it's uh, now you got a good story to tell, which yeah. is which is great. Um, there's there's a lot of talk about what's happening in Kansas City mm-hmm. at uh, KCI. They got their new. And uh, opening the new term. That was the very best airport in America, and they've ruined it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I love being able to drive up and be at my gate. Uh, unlike St. Louis, where you have to walk three hours to, yeah. to get to your gate. But um, 
what do you see any impact? I mean, does, is that going to make that airport more accessible? Is that going to make that airport more desirable um, now that it's been remodeled? So, you know, they have their own catchment area, which mm-hmm. is different than ours. You yeah. know, ours is 17 counties right around uh, Boone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, certainly having a new terminal, they've also got a new parking garage, I believe, that they're putting in mm-hmm. as well. And so... Um, well, you know, so, people from Columbia don't like parking garages, yeah. <laughs> so it's, that's not going to help them one yeah. bit. <laughs> I will say, you know, honestly, to get to the Kansas City Airport, it it, it is definitely a, a very long drive. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know that we'll see, you know, significant impacts necessarily because yeah. of their new um, construction and new facility. But, uh, you know, happy for them that they've got. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, it, there was a time when if you were flying west to Denver, to Phoenix, mm-hmm. to to California, uh, KCI typically had better fares. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, uh, St. Louis seems to be very competitive with with uh, with KCI, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Of course, St. Louis is much more convenient for mm-hmm. people to get to, and, yeah. and it's not on as, this side, not as convenient as, as the new COU. But uh, it's uh, so anything, any other new features coming that you want to tease uh, at the airport? Anything that's uh, we talked about restaurant and, and sure. bar? Is there anything? Yeah, uh, the public guard is all in place, and it's beautiful. Cool. Yes, I haven't yeah. seen it. I need to get there and see um, it. But anyway. We definitely should get you out there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, quite a bit of public art, and Jane Mudd, who uh, painted the mural, actually just finished last Friday. Oh, good. And um, so um, that is a beautiful addition as well to mm-hmm. that. But um, we do on the air side, we've got expanded restaurants rooms um we've got a mother's room we have a sensory room and we also have that indoor um dog park (laughs) pet relief area (laughs) so who's in charge uh, of the pet relief area i I hope there's hazard pay for that job (laughs) that's gotta be tough yeah um the uh you oh are you going to tear down anything now that the new airport's done not immediately um my hope is though that we do uh take the three double wide trailers off Mm. the the back side of the old terminal yeah get back to that base brick building the original one i'm sure Um, the school district would love to have them back yes (laughs) dr yearwood give me a call (laughs) boy do i have a deal for you yeah yeah Yeah. so they're uh, they're still there right now they're not being used but they're still there correct so what we have in um um, the old terminal, I can officially say that now, um, are the rental car agencies. Oh, yeah. um, they're right now temporarily still in the old terminal. Um, we put out an RFP for design services for um, what's called the AFSS building. Uh, it's just south of the new terminal. It's a mm-hmm. small brick building mm-hmm. that we're going to convert into the new rental car facility. Okay. So until we get that remodeled, um, the rental car agencies will be in the old terminal. Okay, very good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what about the music selection at the baggage carousel? Has that changed at all, or is it still, still the same? Nope, still the Mizzou fight song. <laughs> Hopefully it's a little uh, better speaker system. Uh, that's what I was going to say. We've got really great audio. Um, we also have... Um, overhead music as well within the full terminal too. Okay. but uh yeah definitely when the baggage carousel is engaged you'll hear the mizzou fight song yeah that's the voice of stacy button uh, who is the president of columbia's regional economic development she also oversees uh the columbia regional airport as part of her responsibilities when we come back from this break we'll continue our conversation with stacy about some of the new companies that have recently expanded uh in columbia and uh, you'll want to stay tuned for that uh, this is the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle.
This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with J.C. Button, who is the president of Columbia's Regional Economic Development, Inc. That is the economic development arm for the city, the county, the university, and surrounding communities. And... Uh, She's also in charge of the airport, and you just got a pretty good update about everything that's happening at the airport, which is great. But I want to shift uh, gears and talk a little bit about uh, your your primary responsibilities, and that's uh, really gl- growing Columbia's economic base. and mm-hmm. And uh, we've had some success stories to Absolutely. to report in the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. and uh, probably the most recent opening is Swift Foods. And um, uh, is the plant officially open and running? Not yet, okay, but all soon. Right. Early, okay. They're hiring, right? They are, yeah. definitely. Um, but they're planning to open early 2023. Okay. So help our listeners understand what kind of products are going to be made out there. <laughs> Good question. Because they have a big plant in Moberly, right? They do. They yeah. actually uh, produce bacon up in Moberly. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, can you imagine smelling bacon all day? <laughs> That would not be good. Yeah. For some. Yeah. <laughs> For me. There are those. <laughs> but the uh, Columbia plant actually is going to be um, producing Italian meats. Okay. So your prosciutto, copa, uh, salamis, pepperonis, that kind of yeah. um, product. And um, a fun fact, actually, they're going to produce 40 million pounds of meat products a year. Whoa. Which is a lot of That is a lot of uh, prosciutto. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, you see a lot more of that in the supermarket these days. Mm -hmm. You know, you you see... you know, I guess the charcuterie board is something that's very popular, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's just, you see so much, uh, stuff that really 10 years ago, most of us had never heard of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's kind of a nice delicacy and, uh, yeah. but it's all made here in America. And I, and mm-hmm. I guess it's, uh, um, I mean, so is the entire manufacturing process, will that be done all here in Columbia? Correct. Okay. That's my understanding. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the prosciutto line. Um, and Swift does produce, uh, I have to get my facts straight here, uh, pepperoni, I believe, for Papa John's and um, salami for Subway. Really? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. That's <laughs> so. great. So they're really, uh, they're a pretty good employer, and uh, it looks like the benefits and the uh, the hourly pay is, is Absolutely. very competitive yes. above the the uh, the moderate uh, medium uh, income level here. Mm-hmm. Um, how many employees do you think they'll have? So they are expecting to have 200 employees um, at that point that they're oh. open and operational. The plan itself is $185 million. Um, oh, so that's an investment. Um, it is. Yeah. It's a significant investment in our community and, mm-hmm. and jobs as well. Um, and um, I think full construction of the plant is about 325,000 square feet. So um, if you haven't been up Route B, you will see it off to the right. Yeah, help um, us understand where it is for folks who haven't seen it. Yeah. So what what is it adjacent to? Um, what else do we have out there? Aurora Organic Dairy, Kraft Heinz, 3 So same side of the street Correct. as uh, mm-hmm. Aurora and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Very good. And so and adjacent to Aurora, uh, which is uh, that cross street is Waco Road. Waco Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and does Waco still dead end uh, going to what I would call the east? Yes. Okay. I'm very directionally challenged. Oh, me so too. I'm going with you. Yes. We're in trouble. Yeah, we're um. in trouble. Uh, but, I, you know, it goes through, mm-hmm. but actually dead ends both ways, I guess, <laughs> now, now that I think about it. But uh, um, it goes past Kraft Heinz. Correct. And, um, um, so it's back there on that property. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, actually, before um, before you turn on Waco, it's okay. off to the right. Okay, yeah. off to the right. Okay, mm-hmm. good. And um, two hundred jobs. Now these these folks, uh, the experience has been uh, that they always sort of uh, under promise and over deliver. So they'll they'll probably um, uh, hire more than two hundred people if if oh, it's you know expect, from from. Yeah just based on past experiences mm-hmm. or what other people have done. So uh, we really have hit kind of a sweet spot with food manufacturing Absolutely. in, in Colombia, which is uh, kind of a, an odd niche, but it really, why, why do you think it's, it fits so well here in this market? Well, center of the U.S., you yeah. know, you look at that. From, so it's a distribution thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Access to rail, interstate, um, even air for that matter. But mm-hmm. um, I think... You know, uh, these companies look at how can they get their product to the East Coast and the West Coast, you know, most efficiently. And uh, being located here in that agricultural corridor Mm -hmm. seems to make a lot of sense. And we've got great workforce. Yeah. Um, Just really, I think the work ethic um, and quality of life, of course, um, makes a big difference when you're looking at employees in that base. So when we we look at food, um, Mm -hmm. so... Kraft Heinz, uh, yeah. that's the, it's the only place in America where, where Oscar Mayer hot dogs are made, right? Six million hot dogs <laughs> a day. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Quaker, which is now PepsiCo mm-hmm. with the rice cakes. Correct. I think this is the only place where the rice cakes are made, too, I think. The small ones. Or the mini, uh-huh. the mini ones. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what other food manufacturers have uh, have come in. We have uh, Aurora, who does Aurora, organic milk. Aurora, of course. Milk. Yeah, organic yeah. milk. Um, uh, Beyond Meat. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah Beyond yeah. Meat. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. So mm-hmm. we're really building a nice portfolio for I didn't know there was something in the water or just uh, <laughs> uh, something that made uh, food manufacturing easier uh, in in central Missouri but that's uh, it's a good good niche for us that's for sure y- you said the Swift building is how big uh, three hundred and twenty five thousand okay. square feet that is ginormous it is uh, I think that facility. people uh, the State Farm Building that Veterans United now occupies that's three hundred fifty thousand square feet, and and I remember you know that was that was the largest building in Columbia for a long time. Right. So it's really right. uh, that that is a big 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 building. Mm-hmm. Okay, the other big news in economic development was uh, Equipment Share. Yeah, and uh, they were this is a homegrown company. It, it, it started at Startup Weekend, Startup Weekend, which is a great story to <laughs> to tell people about the entrepreneurial environment in in Columbia. Um, so they recently announced that they were going to expand their headquarters mm-hmm. and add as many as 500 jobs. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, they have proposed 555 new jobs over the next five years. Yeah. And so uh, primarily, I guess Equipment Share has evolved a little bit as a company. It seems like mm-hmm. they're leaning a little bit more towards the software. Technology. Technology mm-hmm. um, yeah. versus the actual um Equipment rental, you know, sharing of equipment mm-hmm. and so forth. But yeah. um, um, and so they are at the Lake of the Woods exit, correct? And they currently occupy an old furniture store, the Ashley Furniture they Store. Do. Uh, but they're going to build a new building, and mm-hmm. and I hear this other lots of great plans out there for uh, equipment. They're going to make a huge investment in our community. It sounds like they really are, and um, I think it will be a great feature as a gateway um, mm-hmm. on that side of Columbia. For folks that are traveling I-70, um, they will see um, additional buildings out there um, to obviously uh, handle their administrative offices, but mm-hmm. um, also the technology side of it, research and development, um, and I think even some retail you know, yeah. type uh, buildings as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great expansion. I think it's north of $100 million, um, is what they're going to be investing in that. Yeah. Very good. And you're working on another hot new prospect, is that right? Well, yeah. Um, we always um, 
entertain any businesses, you know, that are interested in looking at Columbia and Boone County area. And um, we are working with um, a data center right now hmm. that um, they're really in early stages as far as like site evaluation. Yeah. Um, so uh, Bernie Andrews on my staff has been uh, coordinating that with yeah. with this company. And um, certainly, it, you know, at this point, it um, appears to be a pretty large facility that they're looking at. And um, a, a key factor that they're considering is um, what advantages do we have as far as our locations here uh, for renewable power mm-hmm. um, and also the ability to have an adjacent solar farm or solar field to go with that too. So, really? Yeah, so it's a very unique uh, data center yeah. um, prospect that we're working with right now. So, um, You know, yeah. we've, we've been talking about data centers for years in economic development, and yeah. it's sort of a... Um, so what are the, the big requirements? I guess it's power. Power. And I would assume that uh, uh, internet uh, sp- speed is a huge thing sure, also. Sure. And um, uh, And so, but they want their own renewable energy mm-hmm. power plant that primarily funds uh, supplies with what they're doing, correct? Is that for yeah. redundancy or is that just because of a sort of a, a social economic or environmental conscious type thing yeah so i i would say both you know redundancy absolutely is you know a critical component of a facility Mm -hmm. of this kind um but also you know again sensitivities to the the community in the region and what's important to us and um you know being able to take advantage of renewables um i think is um an interesting aspect in, in working with this company so how hard will it be for them to find employees um, well, so it's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, certainly are fortunate to have very low unemployment. Um, it actually can be a bit of a double-edged sword, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we do see our workforce um, coming really from, a, I would say, a 40 to 50-mile radius around yep. Columbia. Um, so we're fortunate in that regard mm-hmm. that we do have a slightly larger um, uh, labor pool to pull yeah. from um, with that uh but uh, interestingly, we talk about unemployment. I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, the report just came out uh, for last month, and uh, Columbia's MSA, we're at 1.4% unemployment. It's like the second lowest in the country. Is that right? Yeah, Did that's I read what that I was, somewhere? Yeah, so <laughs> Columbia tied with Fargo, North <laughs> Wow, Dakota. What, what's, uh, um, what's the connection there? Yeah. <laughs> well, and interestingly, yeah. the lowest unemployment rate in the nation is 1.3% from Mankato. Oh, okay. So we're definitely um, yeah. right up there with some very cold weather communities, yeah. <laughs> which no correlation, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're sitting at 1.4% unemployment right now. Yeah, um, that's, that's, you know, and I, you know, you want to say it's good, but you know, as an economic developer, that yeah, it's also problematic in yeah. a lot of respects. But, but I guess what what surprises me is that people are not. Um, I, I've been doing some work up in Kirksville, mm-hmm. and I I was talking to some employees uh, up there, and and one of the things that they said, you know, we were talking about, hey, the next time you come to Columbia, uh, you know, let me know, and we'll we'll take care of this. Well, we go to Columbia every week. You know what I mean, and and so yeah. anyway, it is a um, 
it's nothing for people 45 minutes away, an hour away from mm-hmm. Columbia to drive to Columbia. It's really, it's right. sort of their economic center. It's, mm-hmm. And it's a hub yeah. uh, for healthcare, for shopping, for all Absolutely. kinds of things. And so uh, while we might think, oh, driving 45 minutes to work is, mm-hmm. is something. But for people who live in rural Missouri, it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. Right. So right. anyway, so you're counting on that to uh, certainly uh, drive some drive some traffic. So yeah. Um, Let's also, I want to talk about the workforce development uh, research that you guys have been doing yeah. and, and some of the, there is a, a Boone County average wage study, which yes. I think is uh, an important part of that. But what, what are some of the things that came from this most recent study? Any surprises? Um, so, well, interestingly, so um, every July 1, the Boone County average wage is reconfigured. And this year we were up again. That mm-hmm. has been very consistent. Um, so currently the Boone County average wage is $49,791. Wow. So it's almost $24 an hour. Yeah. And um, so, you know, that's really a lot of the work that Ready does focuses on that threshold Mm -hmm. to ensure that those with a high school diploma can walk into a job that pays at that Boone County average wage. Mm -hmm. Um, So knowing that they can walk into a job that's basically $49,000, a year with benefits full-time, critically important. Yeah, that's the standard you're using. When you talk to new companies Mm -hmm. coming in and say, look, if we're going to provide any kind of incentives, you need Correct. to be at this level. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty high bar. It is. Yeah. yeah so it re- is. really, it's. I know people complain about economic incentives all the time, but but it's something that. Uh, but what we're getting in exchange for those incentives, I mean, first of all, one hundred eighty-five million dollar investment, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, tremendously valuable to our community, and it certainly uh, adds to the staying power of a company when they've yep. spent that that kind of money. Absolutely. But to uh, to pay forty nine thousand dollars a year is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, is good for all of us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this year's uh, average wage actually is up um, about fifteen hundred dollars over the previous year, mm. and we've seen you know year over year consistent gains within that. So I think um, a lot of it is due to the strong manufacturing sector that we have, yeah. um, and they are certainly um, buying for you know employees and and um, paying. Uh, Great wages, you know, entry level wages. Yeah, uh, for that. So. Well, that's um, that's exciting to hear. And I want to talk about some of your economic, your workforce development stuff, and we can talk about that after this break. But you sure. got some exciting things happening at the hub. It looks mm-hmm. like an all time high of uh, clients working out of the hub, and and uh, there's a refugee immigrant program that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the voice of Stacy Button, who is the president of Columbia's Regional Economic Development Inc. Uh, we'll be back after this on the CEO Roundtable. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host. We are visiting with Stacy Button who is the president of Columbia's Regional Economic Development, Inc. And uh, we've been talking about some of the new companies, expanding companies that are uh, opening their doors here and a couple of hot prospects, which is great. Um, 
beyond the big expansions, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's going on for startup companies, which Absolutely. is which is something that's been uh, really has has just started since you came to Columbia mm-hmm. eight years ago, and and uh, one of the bright spots is is certainly the uh, the hub, mm-hmm. which uh, how many clients do you have now? So we actually have eighty eight. That's amazing. And yeah. yeah, I think Jay has four applications on his desk right now. So wow. yeah, it just continues to grow. Yeah. Uh, pre-pandemic, we averaged like 25 or 30. And for people that don't so. know what the hub is, it's, uh-huh. it's kind of just a, a place where there's shared resources and Correct. you can kind of come in and there's uh-huh. other people that are involved in startups. And, and uh, uh, is there anything else people should know about the hub? So it's a collaborative co-work space um, and you have access to all of the resources that you need, whether that's uh, business coaches, uh, trainings, workshops, boot camps, um, and also all the you know fundamental things like copiers and uh-huh. Mm-hmm. you know a b equipment and office space to have meetings and yeah. things like that so um but yeah we've got a number of agency partners and a coaches cohort so really we've got all the services that are needed for a startup to come in or an entrepreneur to come in that has a business idea yeah and really help uh grow that very cool yeah. you uh recently had a community job fair tell us about that yeah that was exciting uh bernie andrews on my staff uh helped coordinate that with the city of columbia and a few other community partners um but uh with that there were 24 companies that were um at that job fair and um we had over 140 job seekers that attended that um the companies were doing on-site interviews and um from what we can tell from the data most everybody who attended that um and met with the companies on site Mm -hmm. walked away with a job offer or opportunity yeah so it really was incredibly successful um we plan to hold another one in the spring and Mm -hmm. we're going to be at a much larger venue so that more companies as well as job seekers um can take advantage of that connection when you look at our unemployment rate, mm-hmm. uh, you have to assume that many of these people that are looking for jobs are probably people who are underemployed, correct? Uh, people that I have do think that makes up skill yeah, sets and education. That mm-hmm. um, uh, so, uh, but for 140 people to walk away with jobs, that's yeah. pretty pretty successful. Yeah. So, uh, tell me a little bit about this uh, immigrant program, refugee uh, program. Yes. You know, Columbia is, uh, I think, right now. I think in the last few years, we've brought in almost 500 uh, refugees from other countries into Columbia, and uh, it's really a very good thing for our community but mm-hmm. but uh, talk about some of the uh, entrepreneurship programs that are happening for, for those folks yeah absolutely what we uh, have learned over this last year year and a half there's about 900 re- refugees that have come wow. into the region and then there's another 3,000 immigrants that are part of the broader region here so what we have learned over this last year uh, through the work with City of Refuge and Catholic Charities um, is that quite a few of these uh, individuals are interested in starting their own business. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the initiatives with the City of Columbia and City Council was to add a new position um, as part of my staff. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be joining uh, Jay Sparks and Ray Hall okay. um, and helping the refugees and immigrants um, with starting new businesses because Becoming the best possible entrepreneur that they can mm-hmm. be. So we'll um, actually right now we're interviewing. Or I take that back. We're accepting applications and okay. we'll be interviewing uh, for that position um, in the coming weeks. And um, they'll be added, you know, to the staff and mm-hmm. there at our offices and have an opportunity to work uh, with those. Yeah, yeah. City of Refuge has recently moved to the old. Uh, 
Landmark Bank, they our did? first national bank location at Garth and Ash, and so they've they've tripled their space, and mm-hmm. and the services that they're offering is, has has uh, increased dramatically over the years. But um, you know, it's really when you look around town and you see the impact of of uh, the refugees that have come to Columbia, and most of these folks are fleeing some pretty terrible situations. Uh, but you look at at where they really have supplemented our workforce, mm-hmm. so, which has been great. Uh, very strong work ethic. And I, I remember hearing some of our plant managers out on mm-hmm. Route B say, wow, if we could find 15 people like this person, we mm-hmm. would hire them, you know, today or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I, I, I like what they bring to the culinary scene. I think mm-hmm. we have, we've got all these new grocery stores and kind yeah. of these interesting restaurants. Yeah. And so it's, uh, uh, that's, so it's also really a quality of life thing, yes. uh, for, for our community as well. Yeah. So, um, I want to spend a few minutes talking about, um, well, I, I don't want to skip over. Uh, you uh, hired a gentleman uh, to replace uh, Ray. And I'm sorry, you hired a gentleman to replace Jim Witt, mm-hmm. who passed away last year. Yeah. Um, and this is a guy that came from the hub. And uh, tell us a little bit about the minority uh, business program. Yes, uh, very strong minority business program. Again, that was initiated through Jim Witt. He mm-hmm. was a contracted employee with the city. And uh, following Jim's passing, we actually uh, brought the minority program in-house to Ready and hired Ray Hall. Mm-hmm. And Ray actually was one of our hub clients. Uh, he founded Dream Tree Academy. Mm-hmm. So he works with, um, through Dream Tree, worked with youth. And um, really what Ray has brought to the team is a tremendous network, and uh, he's very involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it's been fun. He's been on staff since May of this oh, okay. year. And um, so he's really building that up. He's taken on the minority um, directory that we have. There's now almost 300 businesses that are listed wow. on that minority yeah. directory. And so he works with them one-on-one and, and incorporates really just every facet of yeah. Columbia and Boone County into yeah. his work. So, uh, Where do people find the minority directory? How can they f- access that information? ColumbiaReady.com. Okay, on yeah. your website. Yes, okay. yeah. It's also on the city's website as well. Okay, and Ready is spelled R-E-D-I. Correct. All right, so yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about the transportation issues, which are yeah. a big part of our uh, economic development, but um, there's been some movement on I-70 and 63. We've mm-hmm. been talking about that for 30 years. Yeah. Um but it uh, sounds like there's a uh, one preferred uh, alternative that is moving forward. Tell us about that. Correct, yeah. So MoDOT um, originally, this goes back much earlier this year, but they pulled together um, the community advisory group, mm-hmm. affectionately called the CAG. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> there's been 22 individuals that have uh, participated in that with MoDOT. Um, I myself served on that uh, group. And so um, over the last several months, the group itself has been evaluating different alternatives that MoDOT has brought forward. And then in addition to that, MoDOT also um, held a lot of public um, Workshops, opportunities yeah. Yeah. for open houses. Open houses. Yeah. Thank you mm-hmm. uh, to come out and take a look at the alternatives as, as well. And so, really, um, the work that MoDOT brought forward uh, for evaluation it covers that 18 miles of I-70. Um, there's 10 different interchanges, and it goes from Highway BB to Route Z. Okay, BB, uh, which is a Roachport exit, correct. on just mm-hmm. this side of the river, and yep. then it goes how far? 
to Route Z. Z, which mm-hmm. is the Centralia exit. Correct. And that's yeah. 18 miles. 18 miles. Wow. And 10, I would never guess that. 10 different interchanges across that 18 mile stretch. Yeah. Um, they did most recently focus, you know, for Columbia uh, specifically, the alternatives at the 6370 yeah. um, interchange mm-hmm. uh, in particular. So, um, and so with that, through that public process, they have come up with a preferred alternative, which is alternative A. Mm-hmm. Most people know it affectionately as it's the one with the flyovers yeah so (laughs) so the flyover will basically take traffic without stopping it Mm -hmm. uh, and take it from highway 63 and put it on to i-70 eastbound westbound both ways well, see, there you go with those oh, directional yeah. so things. So towards St. Louis or Kansas City, <laughs> it seems like at one point when I last looked at this, and it's been a while, uh, the flyover was going to take uh, northbound 63 traffic and, and uh, connect it to eastbound I-70, um, which was going to take a lot of pressure off that intersection Correct. Um, there at um, whatever that outer road is, I guess. And, yeah. and so, um, so that's kind of the preferred plan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is, is there funding for it? So um, it is one of the sections that does have funding. Um, I really think the rest of the sections don't. Um, but I believe for this part, they have about $200 million that's available for wow. the engineering, all the utility relocations, um, environmental, and that sort of thing for the design part of it. Yeah. Um, and that really is you know, intended to be that next um, uh, step, I guess, in this whole process is getting the remaining engineering studies done, mm-hmm. um, selecting a design builder uh, through that. But um, I believe they hope to break down, break ground by the end of 2024. Okay, that's, so. that's coming right up. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. That's about the same amount of money that was spent on the Roachport Bridge, you know, uh, mm-hmm. $220 million. Can you give us a quick update on that bridge project? If you've driven across there recently, uh, you know they're making good progress. But uh, they are. What, what is the projected timeline on that? Yeah, so the uh, westbound um, bridge, that portion there is supposed to be done in the spring. Mm-hmm. So that's very soon. Yeah. Um, the second portion of it uh, actually will be done by December of 2024 also. Okay. So yeah. MoDOT has awful lot on their plate, but they're, yeah. you know. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, there were, I, we're getting... Uh, I would say Mid-Missouri is getting their fair share of love mm-hmm. from ODOT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, um, and I don't know what drives that, if that's uh, congressional uh, <laughs> representation or if it's just because the communities like Columbia, Jeff City, and Boonville mm-hmm. are working together, uh, if that is what has advanced our cause. But boy, we're really, we're making some great yeah. progress. I do think, um, quite honestly, you know, the community involvement talked mm-hmm. about that early on with the Roachport uh, Bridge project. Um, but if you look at it specifically to the, to the bridge, itself um 12 million vehicles you know yeah. travel that so yeah. um with good reason we're getting focused yeah <laughs> you know yeah, for it's, that so. it's a lot of stuff going on yeah. that's for sure um the uh route b paris road uh that has mm-hmm. become a very important uh stretch for uh, economic development here in columbia I, yep. I think that they're very quiet uh you don't hear a lot from the manufacturers and mm-hmm. and uh you know a lot of people probably couldn't tell you what schneider electric produces you know what i mean but but they're great employers yeah. and uh they really play a very active role and, and they they are times very generous back to the community um what, what can you tell us about what's happening along route b and paris road yeah that's a very important corridor obviously mm-hmm. for uh workforce and the employers that are out there um 
the city as well as MoDOT uh, came together and they uh, wanted to do a road audit, uh, really to help address safety concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe the stretch of that is from the business loop to uh, Oakland Gravel. Oh, okay. That sounds right. Yep. Um, and um, so they held they held three different observation um, opportunities to look at that corridor specifically um, and address um, you know what the safety concerns were not only for vehicles but also pedestrians, bicyclists, mm-hmm. um, those that might be visually impaired as well. So just to ensure that there is access uh, and safe access uh, for all involved. So um, I think the next steps in the process really are to evaluate what those um, observation days um, you know showed and then um, you know bring in engineers and make some recommendations yeah. so that improvements can be made ultimately yeah well good uh, well believe it or not we're out of time oh, Stacy but okay. we really <laughs> appreciate you coming in uh, thanks for the update on the airport and Absolutely. all the things that are happening in economic development in our community uh, Columbia has some great success stories to celebrate so uh, and thanks for the role that you're playing yeah. in those success stories and it's uh, it's a good time for Columbia good era so we appreciate you all tuning in this weekend we'll be back next weekend with another edition of the CEO Roundtable. For now, we'll sign off. You've been listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle. My city was a threat to the rest. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it.